All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have Anthony Clint with us, also known as Clint. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank Greatly you. appreciate Thank it, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Me. No problem at all. All right. So if you wouldn't mind, just start telling us about your background. How'd you get started in, in music? Okay. So, uh, yeah, just growing up around a family who was involved in music, I grew up in church. Um, so I was around music. Uh, my dad was a musician, mom singers, um, uncles singers, mm. musicians. So I was always around music. Um, started playing drums around, I say like around like five years old. Kind of got introduced okay. to my dad, and then um, from there just kind of transitioned um, into to keyboards. Like around fifteen, sixteen, mm. and then kind of you know got interested in music production around that same time, fifteen, sixteen years old. And from there, um, just kind of really, really, you know, stuck with the, the production aspect mm -hmm. of it, was intrigued with just the whole creative process of creating a song from scratch um, to finish, you know, from concept to, you know, what people hear on, on radio and TV and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so that's that's kind of where it, it all started for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're originally from? From Ohio, Ohio right? Originally, yeah. yeah Born yeah, and raised yeah. in Toledo, lived in Columbus for about five, six years, and now I'm in... Atlanta. Mm. So I read that you went to school for, make sure I get it, I, I know it said ecology. Human ecology. Human ecology. What is that? Yeah. So the, the focus was um, consumer and family financial management. So mm. it was kind of kind of like a watered down business degree. You kind of okay. had your marketing classes, you had your, um, you know, consumer relations, your financial management classes, things like that kind of give you a basis of, mm. um, you know, just business and, and dealing with with customers and things like that so okay yep. okay good good so you transitioned from ohio down to to atlanta mm -hmm. and i know most people move down here because of the music scene right. and trying to get plugged in so what were some of the challenges coming from ohio and getting plugged into the scene here in atlanta um it was kind of I don't know. It kind of happened organically for me. I would because while I was in Ohio, I connected with a producer who was down here. Um, shout out to Scrap. He's kind of like a mentor of mine, um, and we we connected on a record that we we did uh, for Music Soul Child, mm -hmm. and that was kind of like my first introduction to you know working with major artists. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of went through through that process while I was in Ohio. Um, and he was just kind of mentoring me on, on the, the music business and industry and how things work there. That that record ultimately didn't get placed, but mm. um, it was recorded. Um, but that kind of gave me the push to just, you know, to come right. down here where the action is and just kind of be um, in the face of, of some of these artists and some of the opportunities. Um, so I guess the there was opportunity here before I came down. Mm -hmm. I knew a few people down here. Um, so it just made sense. Um, and I was, you know, just kind of working right away as soon as I, I got down here. So. so do you think it matters that if someone is in a, a city that probably isn't predominantly a, a music city to to find themselves living in one? I think it depends on what you're doing. Um, okay. If you're... If you're trying to 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 connect with a lot of the artists that's that's that are in and out of the studios mm -hmm. here, I think it's good to be here because you can you know set up camp, set up your production gear in the studio and just vibe out, and you never know who's walking past mm -hmm. that studio. Mm -hmm. So there's that opportunity of being in the city. Um, but if you're doing things like I do a lot of TV and film stuff now, so if you're doing things like that, 
you really don't have to be in a quote unquote music city right. to to see success in that um, because a lot of things are done on the internet now. Um, you know, you can connect with people, you know, all over the world mm-hmm. and still get you know get work done no matter where you are. So right, right, yeah, yeah. So so I know that you're real big on uh, the music business side mm-hmm. and ensuring that people understand publishing right. and copyright. PROs and all these things that related that are relatable to to business. So, how did you really decide that was going to be one of your main focuses? Yeah, to do that. Um, I think I, I would always get questions in that area as far mm-hmm. as music music production, even from artists, indie artists that would come to me and work. Um, the story was always I was working with such and such, and the business kind of went down south. And yeah we stopped working and it it was always some issue like that. So I felt like it was an area that um, there wasn't a lot of education in, especially Mm -hmm. from an independent level. So I felt like, I mean, you know, why not help educate other independent artists and producers on that and, um, and just, you know, just build a a stronger, more educated community of creators from a, from an independent standpoint. So that's why I kind of stepped in and started creating content on YouTube Mm -hmm. and Instagram and things like that. Yeah. 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 I've checked out personally a lot of the content that you have on, on YouTube and on your site uh, and found that to be very valuable. So, you know, for, for those who are watching the show, you've got to make sure you check out his, his, his YouTube Clint music. Um, yeah, you can you can search Clint Music like the actual slash is like a Clint Junior. But mm-hmm. if you go to YouTube, search Clint Music, it'll pop up. Yeah, he has great information up there on um, publishing things about getting, uh, which I'm gonna talk ask you about in just a couple minutes. But things about um, getting placement on TV, film, things like that. So, uh, so okay, so so let's talk about that. Okay. Um, so you were working with some artists, and then you trying to transition into doing more TV and film. So how did that come about? Um, so I had a, a buddy of mine, Rob, um, who's actually, he's like a music supervisor now, but back in college, we would work together. I would play, you know, just uh, like keys on, mm-hmm. on his tracks and stuff that he was working on for TV and film. He kind of introduced me to the whole, the world of that. Um, and at first I, I didn't really, you know, I was, I was still focused on the, the big artists and things like that. But mm-hmm. a few years later, I was just like, you know, let me explore this. Um, and, and see what happens. So, I um, I originally signed up with Taxi, uh, which is you know it's like a company's yep. third party. A yeah, lot yeah. of people's heard of them. Yep. Um, so I went out to the road rally, connected with a lot of people, and learned mm-hmm. a lot. And that kind of started that that pursuit of trying to get you know TV placements. I was just super inspired um, to do it. So, fast forward to me being in Atlanta, um, I signed my first publishing deal uh, around like two thousand. 12 something like that and that actually landed me my first tv placement on nfl uh nfl network and fox sports mm-hmm. um so that was kind of that kind of triggered um something in me to where it's mm-hmm. like okay if i do this and really focus on it and get you know multiple tracks out there it right. could be a, a decent stream of income um so i did so i just focused on it you know i, I set out to land, you know, my first um, or after that initial one, you know, 10 placements within within a year mm-hmm. and just really, really put my head down and just grind to to get 10. Um, and then during that process, I kind of documented everything I was doing to, yeah. to get that. And it, it ended up inspiring a lot of people mm-hmm. um, as well to kind of pursue it. 
Um, so that that's kind of where it all started mm-hmm. as far as the TV film thing. And I mean, I've I've enjoyed it so far. I had some yeah, great, yeah, yeah. great opportunities, and um, you know, just blessed to work with with some some pretty cool shows. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so there's a video that you have on on YouTube when you talk about you document document that. And I believe it's called The Road to Ten Placements. Correct. Yeah. So it's a it's a great video, very inspiring video that just shows you going through the process of getting those those ten placements. Absolutely. Um, see, I thought that was an inspiring. Even though I know for myself as being a producer, that's not a place where I'm at as of yet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to get all those placements. Right. But um, but the video itself is very inspiring. So if you get a chance, make sure you go check out that that video as well. Okay. So now let's let's talk about some of the things that people need to know in order to be able to even take that type of route. Okay. So getting into, so submitting for film and TV, what are some things that people really need to consider? Um, so one of the main things is making sure you're registered with a performing rights organization or a pro, which mm-hmm. is ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC in the U.S. Um, these, these companies, they go out, collect your performance royalties for you and pay them out as royalties. So that's how ultimately you get paid from those TV placements. Um, so you want to be signed up with one of those. If you're a writer, composer, you can only be with like the one at a time. Um, and they'll, they'll collect on you. They're not publishers. A lot of people kind of confuse them. They think yeah, they're they publishers. Do. They're not mm-hmm. publishers. They're performance rights organizations. Um, so they just collect royalties for you. Um, and then the second, uh, second thing would be, uh, which is really big, is to study the stru- structure of, of TV music. It's not the same as you know producing music for an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's a lot shorter. Uh, most of the, the tracks that I'm producing for TV or film are about a minute to a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not full songs, and they, um, they move quickly, and they, they develop quickly mm. um, so it's not you can't just take a eight bar loop and just loop it around for you know a minute and a half there's mm-hmm. there's certain things there's certain elements that a music supervisor is looking for um, or editors are looking for so that they can transition from scene so that they can play music underneath dialogue because um, most of the time it's going to be used mm-hmm. underneath someone talking um, and structure is important um, what's another uh, another I guess patience. Patience is a huge, a huge mm. one because I would say from the time I, I started, you know, the road to ten placements um, up until I actually received my first check from a, from that first placement, mm. it was probably about uh, man, I want to say a year and a half, almost two years. Wow. Seeing it. So you're you're doing a lot of work on the front end mm. before you're you know reaping the benefits of it. And you don't know if it's if it's getting placed because yeah. a lot of times the publishers won't they won't hit you up and let you know like hey this got placed some of them will but most cases they're they're too busy they can't keep track of all these placements so mm-hmm. um, being patient and consistent um, and just keep you know pushing as many tracks out as you can um, so those would be my, you know my top three um, as far as advice perfect yeah perfect okay so working with artists so today a lot of people that's kind of their main focus mm-hmm. is i want to work with the big artists mm-hmm. i want to work with jay-z and push t and right. kanye and all the the big names yeah <clears throat> and i think they they're so focused on that that they kind of miss out that there's opportunities in other areas to to make music right so what do you what do you believe is the driving force behind 
behind that? Why people so focus on working with artists and they don't want to explore the other areas of generating income with themselves? Yeah, I think I think that's the flashiest part. Um, that's the everybody sees these big artists and everybody sees big artists, you know, with all this this money mm -hmm. um, or advances, <laughs> and uh, it's it's appealing. It's and it's yeah. I mean, it, it seems like a bigger payoff. Um, and and I mean, in some cases, it is. I mean, I mean, you can get a decent, you know, advance check if you you get the right opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, but you just need to know that there's. I mean, I think there's benefits, there's pros and cons to to everything, every you know lane in the industry. Um, you just you just need to know them, and if that's where you fit in, and that's where you see success, then you know, go for it, go hard at it. Um, but yeah, there's there's multiple streams of income to to be explored, and I think you know every producer should at least be aware and at least try, you know, try each one out and see mm -hmm. you know see where they could, could benefit from. That's right. Yeah. So I want us to go back and talk about your catalog. So okay. for those people that may not know what you've done, can you just give us a brief overview of the things that you've done okay. uh, as far as your production? Yeah. So um, I guess artist wise, I've worked with uh, with Tamar Braxton, uh, Case. Uh, we mentioned Music Soul Child, Dondria, um, uh, TV Wise, um, Emmy Emmy Award, uh, I think, or Emmy Award winning show now, uh, Born This Way, which is on A and E, mm -hmm. um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, NFL um, on Thursday Thursday Night Football, uh, man, loving hip hop, Atlanta, Hollywood, New York, Miami. Um, it's quite a few. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> all of them, but um, yeah, that's, but, that's but just that's, a few. Well, that's good. It's, you've yeah. seen much success coming from that. Yeah. It pro to the point where that's, I mean, people can make a living off just doing that mm -hmm. and be comfortable yeah. and be good with, with, with submissions to and placements for, for film and TV. Yeah, absolutely. And I always find it to be a challenge for myself because I just never know what music supervisors are really looking for. Mm -hmm. And and how I really need to submit. Like I joined Taxi a while ago, but I don't think I've ever used Taxi. Okay. And and I kind of was like, ah, do I really want to use Taxi? Mm -hmm. And they're gonna take my money. Am I ever gonna get a placement? Mm -hmm. You know. So so let's start there. So what was it like working through that third party? Yeah. Um. It was uh. It was cool. I I feel like they didn't have a lot of opportunities for. The, the style of music that I had mm. and then at the time I was kind of going through a whole a whole transition as far as um, creating music that was actually needed and just creating my own sound like I was stuck on my own sound and you know just producing mm -hmm. certain things that nobody needed nobody was looking for at the mm. time so I kind of had to make an adjustment and, and do more marketable music uh, more popular and, and sought after you know genres mm -hmm. of music and then that's when I started seeing um, more placements but um I, I did some submissions um i got a couple forwards but never seen any placements from mm, taxi okay. um so you know as you know there's that initial investment of money um and then i think paying uh i think you or i'm not sure if you pay per submission or not but um yeah there's that and that, i mean it can get expensive if you you keep you know renewing the, the membership mm -hmm. so um, my approach when i started the road to 10 placements was to because uh, when I was tied up in the publishing deal, I was noticing a lot of opportunities that mm. I couldn't take advantage of. Yeah, um, and I was because it was I was locked to that publisher, right. 
So once I learned that and I got out of that deal, I was just like, oh, I'm, I know a lot. I know yeah. some things now. So I took off and started reaching out to music licensing companies, music libraries, mm. um, most of them being in L.A. because that's where a lot of movies were mm. being shot and things like that. Now you got, you know, movies being shot here, but they're still kind of outsourcing to L.A. Um, for music supervision. So I just hit the ground running and, mm. and just reached out to as many of those companies who have relationships with the TV networks, the TV shows, mm-hmm. the music supervisors, and just, you know, just kind of take out, even though they're still kind of a middleman, but take out the extra, extra middleman and just work directly with the music providers. And that's when, you know, that's when things really kind of took off mm-hmm. for me. And, I, you know, you save money because a lot of times um, they're not they're not going to charge you to, to add your music to their library because they need music. You know, right. they want to build their library they want to pitch it, especially if they can use it, because um, they're going to get you know their publisher mm-hmm. share with it. So yeah, that's that's kind of the approach I took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's that's an amazing approach. I know a lot of work had to go into that to, to personally reach out to all those different companies, maybe right. through email or snail mail or mm-hmm. phone calls or right. you know. So there may be some other skill sets that people need to develop in order to be able to take that type of approach right. and contact those folks. Um, yeah. I know. Most people probably wouldn't even do that. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'll, I'll go through Taxi or Music X-Ray, or mm-hmm. which I did Music X-Ray I also too, for, yeah. for some time. Didn't really see that much come out of it. Um, what was the other one? Blaze? I think it was Blaze Tracks. I remember that. I did that one yeah. too. Um, okay. Just trying to really figure out and get it, get it in. Because I know there's a lot of money out there mm-hmm. in film and television that people really don't. Don't yeah. explore. And it's, it's levels to it, man. Because you, mm. you got the TV, you know kind of background music cues mm-hmm. and things like that then you have like the song syncs where they your song is being featured in the scene and there you have your lyrics and everything on it those pay more then you have your commercials and mm-hmm. those pay way more um depending on you know the territory how long mm-hmm. they're using it um how they're using it and, and things like that so that could you know that can open up a whole new world and then you got um, advertisement agencies. Um, I recently had had something with Adidas. They had some campaign going on, um, and they used like this video. It was like a video. It was, it was only online. It was like a, a online campaign or something like that. Um, but yeah, and it, you know, you get a, a check in the mail from them using that, and then if it plays on TV, you're getting royalties as mm-hmm. well. So it's it's different. It's different lanes within licensing yeah, yeah. that you know can pay you differently um just depending on, on what it is mm. so yeah. okay so i'm gonna switch for a second okay talk about anchorman anchorman oh <laughs> man anchorman that was that was fun so yeah so <laughs> i i was in an extra like actor background actor on anchorman um how did that happen man so i got i had got hit up from a um, an agent, a casting agency mm-hmm. that I've done some some previous work with, and um, yeah, they they asked me to be one of the brothers of uh, of Megan Good, um, her character, and uh, at this this sit down tape table scene, which was hilarious. Um, so yeah, so obviously I said yes. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I said yes. They told me I had to shave my beard off. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to keep. And I was I was bald at the time, so I had to keep. They wanted me to keep the chops, so I had mm-hmm. to shave my beard, keep the chops, 
and walk around ballheaded for about a week or so. And I, it was crazy because I had a, uh, I had a funeral to go to before, so it was like mm. right after that. So luckily, I didn't have to go to the funeral. It was mm. crazy. So yeah, so I had to do that, and then they put me on with the fro and all of this stuff to you know to make you look like you was back in that time. Um, so yeah, so we was on set um, like all day just shooting that scene. Will Farrell and the director guy in the back blurting out random jokes <laughs> like it was the most hilarious set I've ever been on. Mm. Um, so that that was a crazy experience. Um, so yeah, we we got a chance to just chop it up with you know with the actors on set because mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a featured scene. So we all were just in the same room, you know, just you know just talking and, and learning um, from from the experience yeah. of cats and. It was funny, man. It, it was a, it was yeah. a fun time. Great opportunity. If you have not seen Anchorman, <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back and watch the clip. Yeah, once yeah. I found it, I watched the clip. And I was like, "Oh man, I remember that scene. I remember that scene." Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go back and watch that because that yeah. is super funny. Then you'll see, yeah. you'll see Clinton and Clinton's like <laughs> eating the food. eating his food like mess with just the food was good. <laughs> and Will Ferrell was saying some stuff. And the guy next to you was like, yeah. he was saying something about like, which one of you um, recent release prison or convicts <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Like they, they really, re- they tackled like uh, very stereotypical mm-hmm. comments, and it was it was hilarious, man. It was crazy. Yeah, was yeah. Crazy. So and, and that that was a great opportunity. Yeah. So is there any more of that in the future for you? You. Um, I'm open to it. You know what I mean? I've been real busy with the music stuff um, and some other business ventures, but I'm, mm-hmm. it's fun, man. I'm open to it. The thing is, it takes you... It, it's When you're on set, man, you're on set like all day, yeah. um, sun up to sundown. Yeah. Um, so it takes a lot of time, but I'm open, man. I'm open. That's good. Well, I hope many of those opportunities come your way. Thank you. That you can take advantage of. Absolutely. So let's plug the, the webinar that you do. Okay. So yeah, I got a webinar, um, How to Get TV Placements, The Easiest Way. Um, to get into TV and film. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at clintproductions.com slash webinar. It's a free webinar, and I'm, I'm sharing information on you know how to find out. I know you mentioned before mm-hmm. you're not sure what to send um, to music supervisors, so I, I kind of give you tricks to kind of you know learn you know what they're looking for um, and how to see what's performing the best on these TV yeah. shows. Um, talk about the easiest way to get started, um, who to start sending your music to, um, and even give you an opportunity to, you know, to have like a free list of contacts um, mm. that, that just jumpstart, you know, you sending your music out to these companies. So it's uh, it's definitely a good start if you're trying to learn how to get into TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how often do you run those? Um, it's it's pretty much every day. Um, so when you go to that website, you can pick whichever time is convenient for you. Mm. Um, and I just have it running, you know, and just repeating as many times as, you know, as many times as people need it. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think that's a great resource. If you're looking to get into placements for film and TV, it, this guy is a master at it. I mean, he if you go to his site and you see his, his placement list, he is the guy that can teach you the things that you need to know to get placements on, on film and TV. So Clint Productions, is it clintproductions.com? Clintproductions.com slash webinar. Yep, slash webinar. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Okay, so what, what are some of the things you've been working on lately? Um, lately, um, uh, just kind of, I, I want to, I'm working on building my own library. 
Um, so I'm kind of mm. working on building some relationships to where I can present producers and, and artists with more opportunities um, to get their music placed with, you know, just working through my publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um, so working on that and yeah, just, um, you know, just coaching um, producers who, who are trying to, <clears throat> you know, break into that that TV film world mm-hmm. um, through consultations and things like that. And yeah, just still um, still working and, and composing on different projects. So staying nice, busy, man. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. So recent dad? Yes, absolutely. Right. So how do you juggle that? Man, uh, it's all about uh, developing a schedule. Now I'm, mm. tra- I'm getting back into it because we kind of got him on a schedule now. Mm. At first, man, those newborns, you're on his schedule. Yeah, so. you, oh, yeah, they run you. Yeah. 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 So now we're kind of getting him on a consistent schedule. So now I kind of can carve out a pocket um, to, to, to work on work mm. stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just about balance, balancing and managing time, you know, between the the wife and the kid, and just making sure those bases are covered, and then you know, mm-hmm. just scheduling in the work stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, because I know a, a lot of us, you know, we're, we're dads, mm-hmm. moms, right? Within the music industry, yeah. we have children, we have other responsibilities, right. and being able to to juggle that, I think, and to to juggle that and to stay focused on your craft, right, can be very very challenging mm-hmm. because there may be days when you're focused so on the family mm-hmm. and the music may i mean there's probably been like a week that goes by you're oh, not yeah. making something yeah and then now you're trying to get back into it right so i think having some type of schedule mm-hmm. uh and staying focused and determined but making the balance between family and and business is right. is critically important and i know many people within the music industry kind of struggle struggle with that yeah yeah yep sure so what advice, and I know I asked you kind of some like your three tips previously, mm-hmm. but what advice would you give somebody that kind of wants to get involved in uh, in this world of the music industry? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think number one, you got to have you got to have thick skin and you got to be able to take no's and, mm-hmm. and criticism. Um, I've worked with a lot of um, a lot of creatives who, who can't take criticism well mm-hmm. and they don't usually do well <laughs> because um in order to grow, you have to have you have to have somebody tell you when something's not hot or when you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. or when you can do something better. Um, you have to be able to take that because that's the only way you can grow. Um, so if you can't take that, just stay away from from this <laughs> all together. You gotta have thick skin. Um, even in, in licensing, man, a lot of people see the placements now, but man, I heard a lot of no's before I got that first you know that first placement. So you you just gotta be persistent. And, and know, believe in yourself, bet on mm-hmm. yourself, um, and just keep your head down, keep working, and eventually, you know, if it's God's will, it'll, it'll pop off. Um, but just, just stay working. Um, uh, consistency. I always go back to consistency. Um, you can't get into this, try it for a few months, and then see if something happens. And if it doesn't, quit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's something that <laughs> you gotta. Like I've been doing this since I was like fifteen, and mm-hmm. I never stopped. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So. You have to, if if you love it, you're going to want to do it whether you're making money or not. You're going to be mm-hmm. passionate about it. So if you're passionate about it, work on it every day. If it's 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, work on it every day to try and make at least one step right. um, yeah. towards, you know, whatever your goals are, um, which leads me up to being goal oriented. You got to mm-hmm. have goals. You have to know where you're going um, and have a vision. Um, because if you don't, you just go in the studio, just working blindly. You're just you're just mm-hmm. doing stuff, just busy work, but you don't have 
a vision or a goal in mind. So if you set some goals, um, you know, and write them down. I write. I have a whiteboard in my studio where I just write mm. weekly goals, daily goals, yearly goals. So I know what I'm working towards. When I sit down, you know, in front of my computer or whatever, I know exactly what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. And it puts you in the mindset of, okay, um, I'm working to get something done and I know exactly what I'm working towards. And that keeps you focused and it, it, it just keeps you on track. So mm. those would be my top three. Perfect. You know, they say only 2% of the population of the world mm -hmm. actually write down their goals. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, but, but that's why... A small, a small percent are successful. Are very successful because they have determined their focus. They haven't written down, and they are doing things whether it's incrementally to get to towards that goal, mm -hmm. or they're just so hustle <coughs> focused yeah. that they are driven to yeah. accomplish those goals on a day to day, yeah. day to day basis. I do think most people just kind of haphazardly just wake up. I'm gonna make music today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and somebody's gonna find it. Yeah. There's work that needs to be yeah, yeah. to be done. Exactly. So I, I want to go back to something we you had said a little bit earlier. Okay. When you were when you got your first placement, mm -hmm. you said something in there about it being a year before you got the actual check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you stay determined and focused? And I know you talked about being patient, but how did you stay determined through that process? Mm -hmm. You got the placement, but you didn't see anything. For almost a year. Yeah. Um, I think a, a lot of it is just going, um, is reading positive uh, reviews from people mm. who's been there. Um, that plays a lot into, you know, just building your, your confidence, encouraging you, um, because you you see other people have been through it. They're mm. telling you, okay, it's going to be a while, but it came. Mine's came. You know, just going through, you can go through YouTube and search success stories and yeah. things like that. So when you hear those things, you know, okay, it's coming. I just got to hold out um, and just and, and keep working. So things like that just kind of okay. keep kept me encouraged because um, I, I knew it. I knew it was coming. Um, mm -hmm. It was just a, a matter of time, and you know, eventually it came through. Good, good. So where can people find you? Um, Clintproductions.com. That's my website. Everything's on there. Um, I'm also on Instagram, real heavy. So Instagram is at Clint Music, uh, C L I N T Music, spelled the regular way. Um, not without a K. Not without a K or a Q. Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy. Just, just the regular music. Right. So yeah, that's where I'm at a lot. Okay, good. Well, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, pleasure to be here, man. I absolutely want to have you back one day because I kind of want to do a um, like a series just focused on how to do film and TV and things like that. Okay. And uh, especially around just the music business in general. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're interested, I'd love to have you back on the show absolutely. to kind of talk about those as well. Absolutely. Well, man, I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. All Thank right. you. Yep.